Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, Blog Talk listeners. Thank you for tuning in this Saturday, January the 22nd. Um, I really appreciate having you on. I have a lot of information to talk to you about. This week has been an awesome, awesome week. We had a lot of things happen. And these are really exciting times. They're exciting times for us, but they're also exciting times for you. And as always, I'm your host. We make it even livelier this year. We have several things that are going on. I have some great, great news that I want to share with you, um, things that are happening with the Legally Steel Show as well as with my upcoming book, that will be completed by the end of the month. So we are really, really busy. I've been in the trenches an awful lot. And this week I have I have put together a few things. And believe me, I'm real excited, but I want to talk to you first so you can understand where we're going with the show, some of the things that we're going to be doing. We got a letter that we've been waiting on yesterday, and we are now bringing on a major, major sponsor. Really exciting. Of course, you've been listening to me talk to you for the past six months. And out of out of the six months, months of those months, I've been talking about the power of credit units. And last week, I mentioned to you that it's now official because the banks are about to raise your banking fees. They're about to extract even more money out of your account. Don't you love it? They're not lending money, but they're going to take all of your money. Your debit cards, all of your checking accounts, all of those free checking accounts, those things will soon be a thing of the past. You will have a free checking account anymore. Now, you do the math, but if you have an account and your bank is charging you $12 per month, that's 12 months in a year. That's an additional $144 that they are charging you. Now, let's do the math even bigger. If the banks are charging you that, they're charging everybody else that. The bank has a million customers. Wow. Wow. That's $144 million that they will take in just from checking fees. Well, you know I have a big problem with that, and I've been talking about that and some of the things banks are going to be doing, and I've been really, really pushing the unions, which brings me to this point. Um, a friend today sent me an email talking about the amount of credit unions were in the Tampa Bay area. And according to the Tampa Bay Business Journal, there are 25 credit unions in Tampa. 25. Tampa has more credit unions per capita than any city in America. That tells you something. There's a lot of business going on here. A lot of, there are a lot of... of uh, relationship banking going on here in Tampa. And I am very, very, very proud to say 
that the number two credit union in the Tampa Bay area, Grow Financial Federal Credit Union, has now partnered with the Legally Steel Shell. That's right. You heard it. Grow Financial Federal Credit Union. I've been telling you, and I've been keeping the name quiet, but Grow Financial is now partnering with the Legally Steel Shell. So we're going to be bringing you some really, really exciting information. And, of course, Grow is one of our underwriters, going to be one of our underwriters. We should have everything official by the end of February, and we are really going to be pushing Grow Financial because not just because they're going to be one of the one of the advertisers or one of the underwriters of the Legally Steel show, but we're going to be pushing Grow Financial Federal Credit Union because I believe in Grow. I'm also ex-military, so I have a bit of an affinity for a military uh, centralized, if you will, credit union. But the fact that they are a credit union makes it even They'll being, being a military make a plus, but the fact that they are a credit union and they care about their members and their current members is what really, really, really gets me excited. So we are really going to be pushing big things with Grow. We are going to be doing some live remotes because we want to increase the numbers. We want to get members on board. We want people to realize that your credit union is more than just a savings account. Your credit union is more than just a checking account. The size of these credit unions, they do and offer everything banks offer, everything, from mortgages to vehicle loans to financial investing uh, to your basic checking and savings, as well as every member in your family can become a member of that credit union. So over the next year, we're going to really, really be pushing memberships in credit unions. And more particularly from the Legally Still show, we're going to be pushing memberships in Grow Financial. So anyone in the state of Florida, anyone in the state of Florida can become a member of Grow Financial Federal Credit Union. I'll have those details posted for you later on the blog. Uh, as we solidify everything, and of course, you know, my producer said, I wouldn't say anything yet. Don't put it out there yet. No, I believe in what we're doing. I believe in the direction that we're going, and I know any listeners from Grow knows that the direction that we're going is very, very positive. They've listened to the show. I don't put out information that's bad. I may talk about some controversial things every now and then, but I'm able to back it up. I'm able to back it up, and we can talk about it. So those are just a few things. And remember, I've been talking about the banks charging. Well, credit unions don't have a fee for their checking account. So look, you can take your money today. Go from the B of A, because they're charging, J.P. Morgan Chase, yes, they're charging, SunTrust, they're charging, all of your free checking accounts are going to go away. You can take that money that's in those accounts and leverage it. If they don't want to remove the account fees, the checking account fees, servicing fees, as they call it, take your money and move it. And you know, if you listen to me, take your money and move it anyway. 
I want you to be a member of a credit union. Remember I told you some stats, and I'm waiting for the new stats to come out for 2010. But as of 2009, December 31st of 2009, there were only 90 million, 90 million Americans out of 308 million, 90 million participate in credit unions. Okay? The assets were less than a trillion dollars. There are less than 7,600 credit unions nationwide with assets of less than a trillion dollars. Now, you can gather two or three banks, and they can get you. You combine those together, and they'll give you a trillion dollars. We're talking about 7,600, and you still, the numbers don't hit a trillion dollars. So I'm thinking that in economic times like this, when money is tight, you should be keeping every nickel that you can keep. Now, be rest assured, banks have a big problem with credit unions. And here's the biggest problem. Banks are for profit. Credit unions are not for profit, which means all of the revenue that the credit union takes in is not taxable, not taxable at all. So they're able to take money and give it back to you, the member. Um, of course, I myself am a member of a credit union. I'm also a member of USAA. And USAA is something a little bit different. It's focused on military personnel, and they are a bank. They are a for-profit bank, but they have members. They have members who run their bank, and I've been looking at some of their commercials down here in Florida, and they show pictures of Soldiers, they show pictures of wives, husbands. Say, these are our members. These are our board members. These are our CEOs. Before concept, you're taking the people. Because why? We, we, the people, make the bank. But we're the ones that's falling victim to Wall Street and big money being passed around. So I have a big problem with that. Especially when it's your money, you work hard for money, you want to keep every nickel you get and get and spend it where you want to spend it, not being overcharged and overtaxed and over-service fee. So join a credit union. You're going to hear me talk more about that. So, of course, we do have an exciting show you today. We're going to be talking about those refunds and one more thing, credit union, you can also take that money down and deposit into the credit union, open up your account there, and guess what? Credit unions finance vehicles. See, long before credit unions got into mortgages, vehicles were one of the biggest assets that a credit union would finance. But they didn't have the capital to do mortgages. Now things have changed a lot, but at the time they didn't have capital to do mortgages, and vehicle loans were the biggest assets that they had in their books, outside personal loans or maybe home improvement loans, something like that, but not a mortgage. Well, now some of the major credit unions got into niche lending, but vehicle loans are still a part of a major part of their assets. So that refund, you can down to the credit union and check to see what your credit is like. And they will finance the vehicle for you. Now, 
One of the things that we've talked about, um, the VP of the credit union role, we've talked about is people being with credit unions, and when they go to find their vehicle, they have their approval already together, or they have a check in hand for the credit union. But as soon as they walk into the dealer, you know we're like little kids sometimes. Anything that's shiny, we tend to run to it. But let me tell you, when you to the dealer, and credit union has given you a check, now the dealer is going to say to you, we can beat that. I'm telling you from experience because it's what I used to do. If you walk into my dealership with a credit union, the first thing I'm going to say to you is this. Why don't you save that money? Save your credit union money for a day. Save it for something you want to take your family vacation. Don't use your credit union money. Use that later. We can go ahead and beat that credit union deal. If not beat it, we definitely match it. And you can get the vehicle financed here and use that credit union money for later. See, at the time, I was a master salesman, and that was my job. My job was to make sure that my finance manager, because, see, we had this thing going. I take care of my finance manager. My finance manager is going to take care of me. Now, I'm not saying anything dirty is going on, but how many of you have gone to a car dealership? You're ready to buy a car. You've been waiting time, negotiating your prices for several hours, if not days, and you go into the finance department, and everything falls apart. Well, if you have a – it's not like a, uh, a quarterback and his offensive line. Now, years ago, back when the Patriots were the, you know, Super Bowl champs and they were, you know, beat, beating everybody out, Tom Brady could take his whole offensive line out to dinner, take them out before a big game. He'd even bet them. $25,000 watches for his whole offensive line. Well, what do you think that offensive line was going to do in game day? Remember, you couldn't touch Tom Brady. If he didn't come out of the pocket, you couldn't touch him. Why? Because he had an awesome offensive line. Well, that's the same thing that happens at a ship. If you take care of the finance manager, making sure that your customer I'm speaking from a salesperson's point. If you make sure your customer finance at the dealership uses that dealer financing, your finance manager is going to make sure your deal gets done. May even, you know, refer deals to you to make sure you get paid. So when you go to the dealership, now you're the customer. When you go to the dealership with your credit union voucher, don't let them talk you out of it. Do not let them talk you out of your credit union draft or check and finance at the dealer. Here's why. If something happens, chances are, if you've ever had a repo, you sometimes it's kind of hard to work with. The, they're definitely not going to redo your loan to actually bring down your money. No, we want you to make your payment or we're coming to get your vehicle. Well, let's say that you are a member of a credit union, like Grow, fine institution, and you go buy your vehicle, use your Grow check, 
two years later, you have some difficulties. You're running into a bad patch. You can actually go and sit with your loan officer, that manager, and talk with them. The unions tend to know you personally. You go and talk to them, and when you talk to them, they're going to work things out with you. They may reassess your loan, maybe give you a lower interest rate, maybe stretch out the payments a bit until you can get back on your financial foot. But if you do not, and you do that with Cap One, uh, any of the major uh, financing lenders, Honda, General Motors, um, Ford Motor, these people are not negotiating with you. Or they come and get the car because that car still has value in it. And if if it's not too bad, I can at least take the car, repossess the car, run it through the office, see what we can make the car, and if we have any difference left over, then we charge that good. That goes into the kitty. And we don't, if we don't make enough off of you at the auction, then we're going to send you a bill. If you don't pay it, it's going to go on your credit report. How do I know this? Because I used to do it. When I left and started my own dealer, I would repossess cars. If you didn't pay, I'd repossess. We did some buy here, pay here on one of our lots. But we would have that car, and that car would go through the auction. If we didn't make enough on that car at the auction, selling it to another dealer, then we're going to turn around and make sure that you got a payment in the mail because you owe balance. So the thing saying to you here is if you play around with credit union voucher, it's to run for you in the long run. Now, we'll get into APR and all that good stuff. We're going to do that on another show because I want to break down some numbers to you about 0% APR, if it's good or bad for you, what's the benefit? Today we're going to talk about refund. Now, of course, you're looking at television, and I'm sure just like the election, all the all of the campaign rhetoric, every time you turn on the television, there's a, you know, there's a Kennard Block, uh, there's a Jen Hewitt, and of course down here in Florida we have Amscot. Everybody's doing taxes. Everybody is doing taxes, and they're talking about your rows, your refund anticipated loans, your rapid refunds. Well, and of course, you know, we can talk. You know what? I'm not going to talk about that story later. I'm going to talk about that now. Then we're going to talk about the refunds. Now, a lot of business, you know, they're working on getting a rapid fund. But do you realize how much money paying out for a rapid refund? Now, average about $200 to $250 that you're having because you're getting your stuff done and you're getting your loan in two days or the next day. or And right now it's like you'll get half of it immediately or the next day, and then the next day after that you'll get the rest of it. Well, if you have your money direct deposited from the IRS, you're going to get your check in about eight days. Now, I don't know. You do the math. $250 loss, and I can wait for eight days, and I'll have an additional $250. So, 
you're paying for someone to do your taxes and you're paying that $250 fee up front, and now you're going to get your refund here in a couple of days where you could have waited six more days and you kept your $250 and just simply paid for the pay for the service to actually have your taxes done if you don't do them yourself. Remember, I like talking to talking to you about things that matter most to your wallet. And sometimes you get caught up in the frenzy of, I want my refund, I want my refund, I want my refund, I don't want the government to hold my money. Well, the government's been holding the money a whole year. They've made money on it. If you missed the show last week, we talked about the W-4. So if you file your W-4 properly, this year, next year, your refund may be lower, but guess what? You got a lot of your money through the year. Then, think about the money that you're that you're spending to get a refund, a rapid refund. It's a gimmick, people. It's a gimmick, and and you know if you fall for it, you're losing money. Well, some some of you say, and you know, for those who are getting the earned income credit, some say, well, it's not it's not my money anyway. It's a refund. I mean, I only paid in $300, but I'm getting, you know, 3300 back, so it's not my money anyway. Okay, well, I guess that's what makes the economy go around. But to me, I'll wait a few days and deposit $250 additional in my account, and that's more money for me to play with. So it's just little things, little things I want you to think about. But now, let's talk about this refund. Let's talk about this refund and purchasing your next vehicle and what your refund can do for you if you know how to work it properly. Okay. A lot of people are going to take their refund and they want to buy a vehicle. It's it's this is car buying season. It happens every year. Car dealers know it and you're giving up money. Well, one of the things that you can do is when you go in to buy that vehicle, you have negotiating power. Don't ever forget that. You're the customer. You're the one buying the vehicle. You have negotiating power. So if you walk into the dealership and you have, you've gotten your refund back and you're going to put, say, $3,000 down on the car, did you know that about every $1,000 that you put down on your car, you can actually buy down your interest rate? So let's say you go in and you get offered a 7% interest rate, but you're going to put $3,000 down. You can buy that down, let me see, six and a half, six, five and a half. You can buy that rate down to about five and a half percent. And now you're financing this amount, but you have a lower APR than paying on your vehicle. So remember that. You have money put down, you can buy down your interest rate. Also, if you can wait a little while, see what vehicles have reads on them. Okay? Manufacturers are really trying to move units right now. See what cars have a rebate on them. You can find with the rebate. Think about it. You take, let's say you found a $2,000 rebate, you can sell $3,000 down. That's $5,000 down on that, on that car. That you can remember, you can buy down your interest rate, get a lower payment, and of course, you got to negotiate the price of your car. Next week's show coming up, we're going to be talking about maximizing your deals. You definitely want to tune in there. Now, remember, this is my passion. 
I love to talk about cars. Not having a guest on today because of pertinent information that I wanted to get out to. And we'll talk about other things later. But maximizing your car deal, the best that I'm writing, the negotiating experience, your car deal, your way, is it's an offshoot of how to legally steal the next vehicle. Now, those of you who have uh, taken the opportunity and ordered your book, know you're getting something from the book. I know you're getting some really good knowledge from the book. I'd like to hear your feedback. If you would, if you're on the on the line today or listening in, give us a call. Call us in at 347-637-1008. That's 347-637-1008. I'd love to talk to you. Find out how was your deal at the car dealer and what are some of the things that you learned from the deal. So, Again, give us a shout-out, 347-637-1008. Now, on, that, on, the, on the new book, some of the things that we talk about in it is the four squares of death. And I hate to sound so morbid with it, but the four squares of death is a tool that is used at the dealership. And this is, you know... Before you ever even go in and, and 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 talk about your refund or talk about the interest rates that 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 are going on at the dealer, this is this is a tool that's used to extract as much money from the deal as possible. Because uh, in the four squares of death, you have your trade, you have your price of your vehicle, you have your cash down, you have your monthly payment. Well, what we want you, I say we, <laughs> like I'm still in the car business. What they want you to concentrate on is not price of the car, but on the amount you can put down and the trade amount, if you have a trade. Because the more money you put down, then I can drop your interest rate or drop your monthly payment a little bit more. If you know, most car people, most salespeople, they don't know what your interest rates are going to be. Yet they quote you prices or monthly payments. They don't know what your interest rate is going to be. Only the finance manager knows what your interest rate is going to be when you go back and actually start financing or talking with the finance manager to put your car deal together. But you will play the numbers game with the dealer up front. And the whole point of that is psychological warfare. Let me plant a seed in your head and make you comfortable with that seed. So if I go in and you're looking for $300 or $350 a month payment, but I can go in and you walk in and you say, well, you know, I want to pay $300 a month, $350 a month, and the next thing I'm going to say to you immediately is up to what? $350 up to what? <clears throat> well, most people, and this is where the car salesman becomes really good at his game, most people, most car sales know that you have already negotiated with yourself before you leave the house. So when you come to the dealer and you say, I don't want to pay no more than 350 we already know that you have a range, that your range may be 350 to 425 But, of course, you want to stay on the low end of 350 So as soon as you say, I want to have a car payment of around 350 the next thing the salesperson is going to say is, smart and savvy salesperson, up to what? 
and you're going to respond. Well, I don't want to be over 375. You just told me that you didn't want to pay more than 350, but now you say you don't want to pay more than 375. The next thing that I'm going to say to you, if I'm if I'm the salesman, is a maximum of what? What amount? What amount will you just not pay more than? And most people are going to come back after a couple of, you know, he and hawing. They're to say, I am not paying over $400 for anybody's car. That's it. I'm not paying over $400. Mm-hmm. Well, they're going to take that information. If you notice, they've raised you up from 350 to 75 to $400. Now what's going to happen? When they bring you back a car payment, it's going to be 418. You already told them you're not paying anything over $400 for anybody's car. But when I bring you back 418, here's how I'm going to talk to you. We're only $18 away from closing the deal. Notice how I got away from 4,000. Notice how I got away from the $20,000 price of the car to down to $18. We're only negotiating $18 here. $18, what is that? A couple of pizzas at Pizza Hut? What is that, dinner out with your family? Come on, you can sacrifice one dinner a month and go into the car. Come on, this car. It's all about mental ownership, and that's the thing that you have to be careful of. So in the new book that I'm writing, The Negotiating Experience, I'm talking to you, the members or the consumers, about treating a car deal like a business deal. If, you, if you're not careful, matter of fact, do the research on this. Those who are listening, do the research. Those who are going to hear the archive show, do the research. What is the difference between buying and purchasing? As consumers, we tend to buy things. Why do we buy them? When we buy things, they have a tend to they tend to have an emotional attachment to us when we buy. If you will hear people, we're going to buy this. I'm going to buy a car. We're going to buy a home. When you're purchasing a house, you're not buying a home. But as long as you can say buy, that means you have an emotional attachment to it. Do not use buy when you go to the dealership. But your salesperson is going to say buy, not purchase. Treat it like a business transaction and purchase. Purchase everything that you need. Do not buy anything. When you use that word and you hear yourself saying, buy, 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 I'm buying, buying, what you're saying to yourself is I'm emotionally attaching myself to it. And once your mind locks in on it, your refund check is going to follow. It may not be the vehicle that you want, but it's the one that the salesperson wanted to sell you. So there are some really interesting tricks of the trade that you as a consumer need to be aware of. And, of course, you you know I'm doing some, you know, free promos for my new upcoming book. But the thing is this. Learn how to negotiate. Negotiating is a process. It's a major process when it comes to doing anything. And we negotiate on a daily basis. We negotiate with our families. We negotiate with our friends. We negotiate with vendors, our employers. We negotiate. Everything is, is everything is negotiable. When you go to the ship, remember, 
these guys and gals do this for a living. They do it every day, day in, day out. They know what they're doing. They're professionals at it. I was one for a very long time, and I was a professional at it. You are not going to come into my dealership and tell me what you wanted to buy. Yes, I know it's not cocky. sounds over the top. But you were going to buy what I wanted to sell you. So now, when you go to the dealership, treat it as a business transaction. And that business transaction will save you thousands of dollars because you won't be emotionally attached to the vehicle. Okay? Now, that refund. Some of the things I'm going to suggest is, you know, to maximize the refund, make it for you. Uh, when you go to the dealership, put the refund aside first. Go to your credit union, sit down with the loan officer, and talk about buying your vehicle. Talk about where it is that you want to be, how you want to be there, how you want to get there, how much money you want to pay. Here's one good thing. If you do that, it makes it a whole lot easier when you walk into the dealership because you're walking into the dealership with a check, check already made out. This is all that I'm paying for. I'm not paying for anything else, just this. This is my total amount. You make it work, dealer. You make it work, car salesman. I've been approved for $28,000. That's it. 28000 is my drive-out price. So whatever it takes for you to sell me this car, this is what I'm paying for, not a penny more. I'm not buying anything extra. Everything that I want is going to be included in this $28,000. That's the power of having a credit union. And now you can have that money working for you. You can buy down that rate with a credit union. You can put that money in an account and make it work for you instead of expending it as soon as it comes in. Because everybody wants your refund right now, everybody. Furniture stores, and furniture stores and car dealers are the biggest two who businesses that are chasing after that refund. And, of course, we look at, a lot of people look at a refund or that this time of year is something, that, that time of the year that they can buy something, buy something big that they need or, you know, go on a vacation or do some other things because you got a massive refund back. And refunds are, they're, you know, they come back substantial size. If you're going to get a sizable refund, if you're a business owner, you're a you know, um, small business owner, you're listening to this and you end up getting $25,000 in refunds, <laughs> don't blow it, please. You're a business owner. I know you would. But I'm talking to the consumer. I'm talking to the consumer who's going to get, you know, two, five to seven, ten thousand dollars $10,000 back. It's a chance for you to use your money wisely. Make it work for you. Now, uh, in a couple of weeks, and we're going to have some changes going on, new changeover, we're going to be bringing in a credit manager. The 5th the fifth of February, we're going to have a show. The show is going to be about small businesses. If you ever thought about starting a business, this is the show to tune into. We're going to have the experts on that's going to be talking to you about starting a small businesses, um, the advantages of having a small business and a business as well as the disadvantages. So you definitely want to tune in to that show because the following show after that, we're going to have a gentleman on from a national credit building company. They're building personal and business credit. And 
And I want you to listen to this gentleman because what he's going to tell you are ways that you can take your business credit and keep them separate from your personal credit and still maximize on the things you need for your business. So these are those are some of the lineups that we have coming up that I definitely want you to tune in for so you can get that information. Um, again, if you if you're out there and you're listening, give us a call, 347-637-1008. I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to hear some of your car deals. Or, of course, we're on our chat line, uh, and that's at bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash L-S-S radio, bit.ly slash L-S-S radio. You can tune into that, and you can um, – we have our chat specialists on the line, so they'll be taking questions or comments. And anything you have a concern about, I'll relay it over the air so the audience can hear it, hear from you. But always, our goal is to maximize your dollar, make sure things that you have or that you're going to spend, we care about your wallet. We want you to keep as much money in your pocket as possible. And, you know, spend it, in, spend it wisely, keep our economy moving, but don't blow it. Don't blow your money. And if there are tricks of the trades or tools you need to know, then I want to research the market and bring them to you. If you have a concern or a thought, something you want to talk about, send it over to us. Send it to us. We have our – you can send it to our blog. Go in there and make a blog comment, and that's bit.ly. It's B-I-T dot L-Y slash L-S-S blog. And, or you can send it to our email bag. And that's the show, T-H-E-S-H-O-W, at LegallySteel.info. We're always open for your, your suggestions, and we want to put stuff out to the market that people really care about, things that really matter to them most, and that's your wallet. All right? So it's been, it's been we are 37 past the hour now, um, and we have... Looks like we have a question on the chat line about putting money. Okay, putting money down on the vehicle. What does that do for? What does that do for the price of the vehicle? Putting money down on it. What does it do for the price of the vehicle? And what does it do for your payment? Well, let me answer that. When you put money down on a vehicle, every thousand dollars. $1,000 that you put down towards the price of the vehicle, you're going to reduce your monthly payment somewhere between 18 and, say, $22. So you start out with, let's say, a $450 payment, and you're going to put down $3,000. You can actually walk out of the dealer with a payment somewhere around $390 because you've actually put down about $60 per $1,000, well, per those 3000 So you take that 60 and minus the 450 you come up with about a $390 payment. So these are things that you definitely want to be aware of. Every $1,000 that you put down towards the price of the car, towards the purchase price, or the total price after you've included all the fees and destination charges and different things like that, it's going to reduce your payment about twenty eighteen to twenty two dollars. Now, 
the more money you put down, the more you can bring your payment down. Now, if you're going to put down $500, keep it in your pocket. Use it for something else. Because the things that you have to consider are when you're buying a vehicle, you have to pay taxes. You have to pay other fees, state fees. The dealer doesn't pay anything. You're buying a car, you have to pay these fees. So $500 is really not going to make a dent in anything. So put something substantial down. Nothing less, honestly, nothing less than 1000 or 1500 if you can. And the more the merrier, the more the better. You put down $4,000, you're buying down about about $80 of your monthly payment, where that will put you where you need to be, reduce your payment, and give you, give you that budget, that monthly payment to fall within your budget where you want to be every month. Another thing that I had been teaching people for years, and the finance company may not like you on this because you're going to upset their system. But if you take your monthly payment and you divide it by two or by four, and you send in a payment every week or every two weeks, okay, I'm basically saying $400 payment, you divide it by two. That's $200. If you send $200 in to your finance company every two weeks, what you're doing is you're paying for 15 days of interest instead of 30. So now, with just that amount, just your monthly payment, no additional money a month, you're going to cut your payment down. That equates to about a payment a year. So over five years, you did that, the average average car time on a loan, a car loan, five years. If you paid your payment like that every every two weeks, every month, you're going to reduce out of 60 payments, you'll end up paying about 55 payments, and you didn't pay any additional money. Now, of course, if you got creative and you did that every week, you took that $400 payment, divided it by four, and now you have $100 a week. Now, some people say, okay, now you're getting ridiculous. This is going to be tedious. Well, not with bill pay at these banks, at these credit unions, not with bill pay. You can actually have a check going out to your finance company every week or every two weeks. But what it's doing is it's reducing your overall amount that you're going to pay because you're cutting down on interest. So now if you really got creative and you you know only paid seven days of interest, that's going to equate to about two and a half, two and a half to three payments a year. So you'll really cut down on your payment. But let's say you stick with, you got a little, you know, excited and you were going to do two weeks, every two weeks. If you put in every two weeks, instead of paying $200, you put in an additional $25 or additional $50 that's going towards your principal, you're going to reduce your overall amount, thereby reducing the amount of time that you have to pay for it. So these are little tricks of the trades that you can do. Now, if you have a mortgage, you can do the same thing with the mortgage. Um, I remember probably about uh, less than 10 years ago, mortgage companies didn't even say this to you. They wouldn't even tell you this information. But if you have a mortgage, if you're going to pay that money, here's what you do. You pay your first month the full amount. Then two weeks later, you pay half, and you continue to pay half. Every two weeks, you do that on your mortgage, you will cut down your mortgage payment or the length of your mortgage loan. 
because you know nobody's staying in a house thirty years, <laughs> not anymore. Well, maybe now, now the economy has changed, but for the most part, you're not staying in a house thirty years. But you can also reduce that and give yourself a little bit more leeway, reduce that amount, and not pay all of that money at one time. So it's a real good thing. Learn those little tricks, and you can save yourself thousands of dollars. Um, you matter of fact, you know, we're going to do a show. I'm going to have a couple of realtors on and a mortgage banker, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about those things uh, in the industry that can help you save money. So yeah, that's the thing with the Legally Steal show. We can pretty much diversify and go in any direction. Yes, the show started based on based on my book, How to Legally Steal Your Next Vehicle and Save Thousands, but it has mushroom into such diversity that we can talk about anything. It doesn't matter if we're talking about shoes, if we're talking about homes, if we're talking about clothing. It doesn't matter. We're trying to make sure that you keep as much money in your pocket as possible and you're not expending cash that you don't need to expend. So, yeah, as we go on, as the show gets, you know, we get a little bit more progressive in what we're doing. I want to be there for you. Be there to take your calls. Be there to give you the information you need to make your life better. So if I sound like I'm not I'm not really excited today, well, I had a, you know, an accident yesterday riding my bike. I'm a real aggressive rider, and I, you know, didn't really take a tumble on my bike, but She's in need of repair today. I, I was riding her pretty hard yesterday, and I stiff, you know, I was really stiff trying to save myself from crashing and hitting the ground. So I'm a little bit sore today, but, you know, the show still goes on. So I, I wanted to get that out to you. If you don't hear my jovial self like you normally do every week, that's the reason why. But I'll be okay. Of course, I'm still excited and reeling from the information of, you know, us bringing on a major, major sponsor. That's going to be really cool. So I'm going to give you a little bit more information, and then we're going to call it a day for the show. Always, I'd love to hear from you. Give me a call, 347-637-1008. That's 347-1008. You know I've been doing this show long enough. I should know the number by heart. I really do. I really do. Um, next week, next week we're going to talk about maximizing your deal. Um, so you want to tune into that. We're going to have some good information. I'm going to have a couple of people on that you can listen to, some experts in the field that I want you to hear from them of things you can do to maximize your deal. And we're working on bringing a car dealer on, a really reputable car dealer that we can talk to as an underwriter um, and not, you know, you hear me talk about car dealers. There are some good car dealers out there. There are some really good reputable car dealers out there. I've talked with a lot. And I am one of the vocal pieces to actually make them change and change their ways of doing business. You're coming to them to buy a car. Everything should be fair. When I treat you nice, you're going to send me more business. So why would I run the opportunity or run the risk of treating you bad? So we're going to be looking at bringing on some 
or at least one reputable dealer as an underwriter for the show that we can talk to, promote, and talk about, and get feedback from you, the consumers, if you purchase from that dealer. We want to know, because if things aren't right, we're going to blast. That's what we do at the Legally Steal Show. So keep that in mind and definitely stay tuned. Also, what I forgot to say is if you miss the show or you want to hear the show, take it with you on the road. Uh, maybe take it to the car dealer with you when you're negotiating your car because you didn't buy the book. Quite all right. You can always go to bit.ly, it's B-I-T dot L-Y slash L-S-S iTunes. You can download us on your iPod or iPhone podcast and take us on the road with you. Listen to it. Well, guys, it's been great. It's been real. And I'm going to sign off and, you know, relax this shoulder a little bit. But you will see me back or hear me back here next week live, as always. And I promise you I'll be more enthusiastic and listen out for the week. Those of you who are following us on Twitter, um, that's Legally Steal. Please hit us up. We'd love to, love to connect with you. Uh, hit us up on Facebook. But you will hear me live here next week talking about really good information that you need to know because we care about your wallet. As always, keeping it real and giving you the knowledge and skills to legally steal your next purchase. I'll see you next week. Peace.